2: Welcome back to another episode of Tins the Podcast, the podcast that's determined to keep the Christmas spirit alive 365 days per year. I'm Anthony. I'm Julia.
0: And I'm Tom.
2: How's it going, y'all? going
0: good. So good.
2: That sounds awesome. Why so good, Tom?
0: Oh, I just started my new job and I already love it. Yay.
2: That's always good. That's fun. Or to quote Tom, and there was much rejoicing. And there was
1: much rejoicing.
0: Yay
1: speaking of jobs how are you doing anthony
2: i'm good let's go well
1: you have t-minus how long to home uh no t-minus how long to office
2: uh january 10th january 10th okay
1: all right you ready for that move back
2: yep it'll only be three days a week
1: that's great good compromise permanently or just to get y'all back into office life
2: no permanently good Nobody from my team is in my office, so I won't have anyone over my shoulder, which I'm happy about. I'm a lone wolf. I
1: get that. Yeah.
2: How are you doing at work, Julia?
1: I mean, it's the end of the year. We've got our Secret Santa party tomorrow, and then we've got a cookie exchange on Wednesday. It's like that fun end of the year stuff.
2: That's good. What did you uh, get for your Secret Santa?
1: So my Secret Santa, um, he is obsessed with Dr. Pepper, so I got him Dr. Pepper jelly beans and dr pepper popcorn he's also a cubbies fan so i got him a bill murray ornament where he's got a cubbies hat on a little wood burned ornament and then um i he also likes to hike so i got him a beanie that has like an led light on the front that he can use when he hikes at night oh, nice. awesome. yeah. and then i made so my boss is leaving um she's moving to another group which is super sad um And really bums me out because she's the most amazing boss on the planet. But we were trying to come up with some really good ideas of stuff to tell her how much we love her and how amazing she is. And so I made a peg set of the whole team. And I am posting it in Discord right now. Anyway, at some point it will send. So... It's kind of a bittersweet end of the year, but, you know, sometimes Christmases are like that, right? A little bittersweet.
0: That's the general vibe that we get from so much Christmas stuff, right?
1: It is. I'm feeling it this
2: year. Tom, you scared the crap out of me the other day. How's that?
0: How did I do that, Anthony?
2: Well, yeah, I, I and I was wondering if it was on purpose, and now I know it was. You, Tom, got his recording to me for the chapter he was supposed to do late. Which was I assigned him chapter forty-five, and he sends me the recording, and it's chapter forty-six, and I'm like, oh no, he did it again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting and waiting and waiting for a reply. <laughs>
2: I only noticed today. So I was like, yeah, it's fine, delete it from your computer. Then when I went to edit it today and get it scheduled for tomorrow, I was like, oh no. Chapter forty six. And then I clicked on it. And I was like, oh thank God. Always trolling.
0: Yeah, that that was on purpose.
2: (laughs) Oh man. (laughs) Did y'all see the Secrets of Dumbledore trailer?
1: No. Oh, is that the next Fantastic Beast title of the next? Fantastic Beast. I did not see it. Is it good? Are you hopeful? It looks good.
2: Okay. It looks interesting. Okay.
1: All right. Yeah. Have to watch that. Guess who I bought movie tickets for on Friday. My stinking son gets to go see Spider-Man on Friday. <laughs> he always sees the Marvels before I get to see them.
2: He's a smart guy going opening weekend. Those spoilers are going to be everywhere in social media.
1: I'm going to have to avoid all social media. <laughs> every bit
2: i am going in like two days thursday so i'm excited have y'all been watching the um hallmark channel yes of course it's so relaxing to fall asleep to at night isn't it, it
1: really is it's so funny how marty gets into it I'll wake up the next day and i'll look at the dvr and it'll be like four halves of hallmark movies He's like, you know, I kind of got into it before bed, but not enough to stay awake. I just thought I'd DVR it and maybe watch the end at some point. And I'm like, I love that level of commitment. That's exactly what I need in December. Thank you, Hallmark. I wish Hallmark would just
2: do like a... Full year-round streaming service for all their christmas movies i'd subscribe i mean why don't
0: they? i don't know why they take it off yeah i don't know why they take it off
2: i bet a lot of people would subscribe i mean they get all those viewers in july yeah they show the movies every friday night all year
1: long now my grandma would watch it straight
2: up mine would too
1: shoot i would also i'm not i'm not ashamed to admit it
2: i'd fall asleep to it every night (laughs) y'all this is a milestone episode this is our last official episode before christmas
1: Oh my goodness.
0: Whoa, that's crazy.
2: How are we celebrating? Tonight, we are covering the 1974 Rankin Bass animated special, Twas the Night Before Christmas. Quick plot synopsis, when a town learns that Santa Claus has struck it off his delivery schedule due to an insulting letter, a way must be found to change his mind. Short and sweet and to the
0: point. Yeah. I'm sad we, we, we're looking at this with a critical eye.
2: Unlike many Rankin Bass specials, this is traditionally animated, like Frosty the Snowman. So let's go through our histories of this special. So let's go with the person I know has the shortest history, Julia.
1: Yeah, so I really don't think I'd seen this one. Um the animated face shape of the Rankin Bass animated special was familiar to me, but I don't think from this one, right? Um, they've got their own style with respect to the animated. Um, so i don't I don't think I've ever seen this one until tonight for the podcast. So it was all new. Hmm. How about you, Tom?
0: I don't I just remember this movie. I just remember it from being a kid. Um, I've seen it. I don't know how many times. Uh, I've always liked it. The music is fun. The animation is really rather enjoyable. Yeah, I've always liked it.
2: Copy and paste exactly what you said. Uh, I always liked the story in this one. Um, I always like the cute little mouse family. I love the music in this one. Um, the aesthetic of this one, except for Santa's look, but we'll get to that later when we cover Santa. (laughs) But, but, uh, (laughs) yeah. So, let's run through the cast real quick. So, this special is told and sung by Joel Grey. Uh, Joel Grey is a huge Broadway star. And... I know him most recently as, for starring as the original wizard in Wicked, but uh, yeah, he's done tons of Broadway musicals and Broadway revivals, and he's even voiced uh, Beppo Brown in Phineas and Ferb.
1: That's super cool.
2: I don't know who that character is.
1: It's, fa- it's familiar, but I can't put a finger on it.
2: Uh, and he was actually also in the 2021 Tick, Tick, Boom, which is getting a lot of Oscar buzz. He played Sunday Legends so big musical guy like i said i know him from wicked do y'all are you familiar with this actor
1: i'm not Mm-mm. although i feel like i tried to place his voice over and over again thinking it was somebody or another and was never right so
2: so he he, he is the narrator and does the voice of joshua trundle our main human character playing the voice of father mouse is george gobel who is known for The Variety Show, The George Goebbels Show. Yeah, and in terms of filmography, he doesn't have a lot here. He was in Birds and the Bees, I Married a Woman, The Day It Came to Earth, Rabbit Test, and Ellie. And that's his whole thing on Wikipedia. Playing Albert Mouse is Tammy Lee Grimes. And Albert is... The young, troublesome mouse who sets off our conflict in this special. And Tammy Grimes was Molly in the musical The Unsinkable Molly Brown. And she was in the uh, revival of Private Lives. Uh, She's also done a lot of Broadway stuff. She was in California Suite. Uh, She was in High Spirits. Look After Lulu, the Tammy Grimes show. Uh, Yeah. I don't know. I don't really know her. Uh, and John McIver plays the mayor of Junctionville, and you would know this guy if you saw him. He has a very familiar face. He was known for performances in Breakfast at Tiffany's, a Manchurian Candidate who's minding the store. He appeared in a long-running series of American Express commercials. So,
1: huh? It's very specific. Was he in Twelve Angry Men? Oh, it's not Twelve Angry. It's the Apple Dumpling Game. That's. The Apple Dumpling Gang. That's where I know I'm from. Just extra points if he happened to also be in 12 Angry Men. But I think it's the Apple Dumpling Uh,
2: Gang. I I love 12 Angry Men. And I saw the best tweet that said, Disney should remake 12 Angry Men, but starring the Muppets. Yes. And I'd be there for it.
1: (laughs) Man, I would watch the heck out of that. That would be so good. I would too. (laughs)
0: Um,
2: Alan Swift plays our... Uh, very shrewd-looking, neckbeardy Santa Claus. Um, he played Riff Raff on the Underdog cartoon and Simon Barr Sinister on that same cartoon. Uh, he was, did voices in Howdy Doody, Popeye, Tom and Jerry. He So a lot of those old, old cartoons. And then Pat Bright does uh, Double Duty as uh, Sarah Trundle and Mother House, Mother Mouse. And she was in The Three Stooges, short subject, cuckoo on a choo-choo. So that's our cast. Lots of uh, old-timey Hollywood stars. (laughs) So the special starts out, it's set in the fictional town of Junctionville, New York, at the the turn of the 20th century. And as Rankin-Bass has established in all its other specials, Santa is a jerk.
0: Santa is a jerk
2: he gets an anonymous letter from somebody in Junctionville saying they didn't believe in him, yet they wrote him the letter. And Santa's like, screw this whole town. I'm skipping over y'all this year. Now, this is after, I know it's a loose continuity, but it all takes place in the same world, technically. This is after he got sick and tried to take a year off in the year without Santa Claus, this is after he shamed Rudolph for his red nose. This Santa in the world of Rankin Bass is just awful.
1: Well, I don't I'm so curious by why that's an ongoing theme. It's so it's the antithesis of Santa as a whole. and I don't know why Rankin Bass keeps poking at it.
0: They lean
2: too they, It's like they lean way too far into the tough aspect of Santa, which I mentioned before. I like my Santa having a little toughness to him being a little intimidating but it's like yeah let's lean into that and forego all the niceness
0: well and it's we we haven't so this is what I was saying I, I'm sad that we watched I'm sad that, that I had to watch it with a critical eye because I start seeing things that are a little bit disturbing to me like shouldn't he sees you when you're sleeping he knows when you're awake but he d- can't realize that one person sent this letter and the fact that all of these people are so so as the, the show opens up we're seeing all of these letters getting returned from the the North Pole. All these letters to Santa are just getting returned. And nobody knows why.
2: Yeah. Yeah. He
1: essentially returns them all because of Because one. he got
0: one letter he didn't like. And I'm just thinking, come on, brah.
1: Yeah, Santa can take better criticism than that. I fully believe. Yeah, Uh, this this Santa clearly has
2: bad judgment because he shaved his mustache but kept his neck beard and it's very weird
0: you know I I have to give them credit this is the only human character that they drew individual like as an individual throughout the whole thing did you notice when they showed like the black family they just took all the white characters and put black color on their faces
2: I did notice that the exact same family yeah but yeah I don't know I don't know Julia to your point what the deal with Rick and Bass is regarding santa like i said i like a tough santa intimidating santa but he has to be balanced out by the niceness it's the same problem i have for you comic book fans out there sometimes comic writers lean too much into the uh a-hole batman where batman should be a bit of an a-hole but also still show he cares for robin and alfred and his family and it annoys me when they lean too much on the a-hole, uncaring side of him.
0: Uh, so at my new job, just uh, they the way you get introduced is you tell your boss, and they they do an intro for you. But where you're, who you, what your name is, where you're from, like where you've been working, and what you do outside of work, and then your hot takes. And uh, my hot takes were not very popular today. It was um, the Beatles are overrated. And Ben Affleck is the best Batman. Ooh! I had one person agree with me on the Beatles.
2: I think the Stones are better than the Beatles, but I mean, for music fans out there, I don't care if you like the Beatles or not. Watch the documentary on Disney Plus because that thing was like all eight hours incredible. That thing was like insane. They had all that behind the scenes footage, and like just seeing like them coming up with some of these hit songs, you know, just the way they're like working it through in their mind. Like it's incredible to watch, but otherwise I would agree with you on that Tom because they are a little overrated. I agree.
1: They would probably agree with you.
2: Honestly. Oh, they would too. Yeah. So upon reading, so the newspaper prints anonymous letter insulting Santa Claus Like, to to shame whoever wrote this letter. That's pretty harsh. It is. Although, you know, can't blame them because of this one person, none of them are getting visited by sick. Well, immediately upon reading this letter, Father Mouse suspects it's his son, Albert, who is this brainy little dorky mouse with big glasses and freckles somehow on a mouse. And,
0: uh... (laughs) And and the father just thinks, wait a second, this sounds a lot like my D-Bag son.
2: Yeah, and d D bag son doesn't deny it. He's like, yeah, I did it. Well, not only
0: does he not deny it, he just starts quoting it verbatim, right?
2: (laughs) Yeah. No shame Uh, in his game. Father Mouse is so disappointed in him. And ultimately, um, what happened? He, He ends up helping Josh Trundle, the human... The human whose uh, house he lives in, uh, he finds out that Josh Trundle has been commissioned by the mayor and the town to build this clock that will sing a song for Santa exactly at midnight on Christmas morning while he's flying overhead to show the town how much he loves him. And Father Mouse decides to help this guy to make up for what his son did.
0: And his son wants to help not because he wants to do the right things. No, no. His son decides to help because he thinks clocks are really cool and starts to nerd out on Copernicus and the clock. And the dad kind of shuts that down, but he's still pretty excited.
2: And again, we must go back to the history of this Santa Claus within Rankin Bass. So he, this Santa Claus needs to be praised and worshipped by by people. Just like in the year without a Santa Claus he was going to skip Christmas because he had a cold until he saw all the letters from kids saying like, Oh, you're so good. Santa, you can skip Christmas, but we'll have a blue Christmas without you. And then he was like, ah, okay, I'll go deliver gifts.
0: So they, they end up building this big tower, right? This huge clock tower. It looks like, uh,
2: it looks like the tower of London in the middle of this town square here and father mouse warns his son albert don't go in there like you know off limits and what does albert do he goes in to take a peek and inadvertently causes it to malfunction in front of the whole town right when they're about to test it out which not only ruins the town's plan to appease santa but ruins jonathan trundle's reputation and the mayor refuses to give Joshua access to repair the clock. He like publicly shames him in the town square. So Albert confesses to his dad what he did. And father mouse, who I guess has a relationship with Joshua (laughs) tells him the situation.
0: Yeah. Out of nowhere, he's out of nowhere. He suddenly becomes, he's suddenly able to speak. Like we didn't know this just out of nowhere. He sits down and starts talking to the, to Jonathan. And that was a little weird.
2: But you know what? Albert and Father Mouse are determined to get this clock to work. So Christmas Eve, they go into the clock and they fix it. And even though it doesn't chime until a minute after midnight, uh, it works. The clock opens up and plays a song. And I love this song. It's uh, Christmas Chimes Are Calling, Santa, Santa. Christmas I love it. Chimes
0: Are Calling, Santa, Santa. Come on, uh, I love all the music in this.
2: Down the Milky Way. Yeah, I love all the music. It, in terms of all the music in all these Rankin Bass specials, I love all three songs. Mm-hmm. Even a Miracle Needs, a, needs hand. a
0: Hand.
2: Um, which actually appeared in a South Park Christmas special.
0: <laughs> Slightly different connotation.
2: As the clock chimes and starts playing this song, Santa, of course, flies over the town. And it's within veneer shot and he turns around and decides to deliver Christmas to this town after all. And then we essentially get an animated version of the classic poem, The Night Before Christmas. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, you know, as Joel Gray Joshua Trundle narrates the poem uh, we get we get to see what's happening. So despite the fact he has eight tiny reindeer, he only has six or four in the special. I don't know like, if they lost a bunch of for the other <sighs> reindeer.
1: They're teeny Uh-oh. tiny.
0: <laughs> they look like, Ellie's like, those reindeer look like mice. And it's like, yes, they do yeah, look like the mice. Yeah, with the right.
1: bells. And then all of a sudden, Santa's like, ho, ho, ho. And it's like whoa, and I was like, I'm so confused right now. <laughs> they really took the line of the
2: poem, a jolly old elf, quite literally, because this dude was tiny. He was the size
0: of
1: an elf. <laughs> the deepest voice. On he the
0: was, planet. and and he was just awful. He
1: was so bad. <laughs> yeah.
0: so, like so when so they funny. had his the, I, the the animation quality, I mean the the design of his face looked terrible. It did not match what humans or mice or, like. The mice looked more human than he did. Gosh. But, but when his belly, when he laughed and his belly, you know, jiggled like a bowl full of jelly, he wasn't laughing and it just looked like he was dry heaving. (laughs) That's all I could think is like, this guy is dry heaving, (laughs) is after drunk, which would explain the rosy, the big rosy nose that he had just saying,
2: well, so. If anybody out there has not seen this special before, or not seen pictures of this special, Google what this Santa looks like. Because right away, before any of his before even coming alive via animation, this guy looks like Moe's or somebody from well, somebody in Dwight's family. He just has a neck <laughs> <with> <laughs> <their> mustache. <laughs> And, and he has ears like the size of Will Smith's or President Obama's. His ears are huge. And he is elfish. <laughs> I mean, he's definitely elfish. Well, I don't understand. What I don't understand is this special came after Frosty the Snowman. Why not just reuse the Frosty the Snowman Santa design? Oh,
0: yeah. I have no idea. They're not, they're, they never reuse Santa though. They never right. do,
2: except uh, the later Mickey Rooney Santa Year Without a Santa Claus and Rudolph Shiny New Year, or Rudolph and Frosty's Christmas in July. They use that's the only time though. But yeah, we get the whole poem acted out. You know, sugar plums dancing in people's heads, and people sneaking down to see him as he's leaving gifts, and the Santa
1: shows
0: no contrition.
1: No, for how None. he did none no and he
0: i have been appeased
1: (laughs) he also doesn't work in secret like at all like they're just like sitting there staring at him work and he's just like yep doing my job putting the things yeah everybody like it's a spectator sport and i was so confused
0: like in the in the the story you know it's just the dad who gets up and sees santa here it's the whole mouse and whole person family
1: well and in the, the poem i sort of assume that the dad is like being sneaky about it, right? Like he's peeking around and he's watching Santa do his thing. But like they're just like standing there in the living room, like, look at you, look, everybody's here watching. It's so <laughs> weird.
0: It was weird. It was weird.
2: It was weird. And their house looked so cold in the dark. And I know that's the animated special that looked like a haunted house in the dark. <laughs> Nothing was lit up. It was all black and blue, and yeah. This, again, he shows no contrition. At least in the year without a Santa Claus, he feels bad for even considering taking the year off for being sick. But this one, nope. He, the virgin has been sacrificed to the gods and he was good for another year. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the poem finishes, he flies away at the end. That's our special, which was animated in Japan. And now that I read that, it has a very Japanese look to it, I think. Santa especially. And The Mice. I could
1: see it.
2: But to your point, Tom, there are three songs in the special. Give Your Heart a Try, which Father Mouse sung. Even A Miracle Needs a Hand, which Joshua Trundle and Albert sung. And Christmas Chimes Are Calling, which is the chorus. And yes, I would agree with you. I like the music in the special. A lot. Did you like any of the music, Julia?
1: Um, it was all fine. I can see... If I had nostalgia history with it, I would have loved the songs. I just didn't, you know? So it was just kind of like, oh, yeah, that's fine. But yeah, they're catchy.
2: So can you at least admit, Julia, that this special is a little less trippy than Rankin Bass tends to be?
1: It is a little. Yes, it is. It is definitely less trippy. I still question the ability to tell a story that makes sense entirely. But this was not trippy. There was zero trip to this. No, It
2: didn't make you feel like you took a bunch of mushrooms before. No, then.
1: no acid, no mushrooms, just good old fashioned, questionable story choices. <laughs> and then no face Santa. Did it? <laughs> I don't understand that. It's like the character you should get right all the time. He, okay.
2: Even if you get the characterization wrong. He's not hard. He's probably the most popularized picture around the world. <laughs> around the world, how do you guys look for him? I did like. I think it was the opening line of the special when Father Mouse started narrating. He said, "Twice the night before Christmas and all through the house, not a creature stirring, not even a mouse." Well, well one mouse. Yeah, <laughs> there's one mouse, and um, you know the. Uh, <laughs> the mayor had a funny line too when he says citizens are not allowed in here this is public property which uh, if, if that's not a relevant nowadays to our uh, political <laughs> landscape but yeah that's that's uh that's our special now santa clearly did not have a line this moment and we've talked before that Santa should never need a Linus moment unless it's like an origin story where he's becoming Santa, like Scott Calvin becoming Santa. That's his transformation. Um, but I would argue Albert had his little Linus moment. He's the one who ends up fixing the clock in the end. Sure. He was so cute. I Even though Father Mouse is cute, the mice are very cute mm-hmm. in this special. His
1: little glasses are so cute. He's so dorky. He's like Sheldon Mouse. He's so cute.
2: So what would y'all rank this special on a scale of 1 to 10? 3. 6.5 and,
0: and I think that's 100% nostalgia. Sure.
2: Well, yeah, we've talked about that before. Nostalgia plays a huge role in especially all these older movies and TV specials. Um, I actually really like this one um, I'm going to go with a seven and a half. And that gives us an average of a 5.67, which, uh, puts it at number 24 on our list between prep and landing and prep and landing naughty versus nice on our TV list. That's funny. So it falls right between the prep and landing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, that's funny.
2: I'm excited to find out what people bought of this special. Where can they do that?
0: They can go to link tr. Ee. Or linktree.com slash tis the podcast and find all of our social media Facebook, Facebook group, Twitter, Instagram, Reddit, and uh, our most active place by far is the Facebook group. If you're feeling extra generous and you want to help support the podcast in a very different way, you can also donate we'll, um, through our Patreon and we will continue to give you bonus content. And goodies throughout 2022.
2: Yeah, and if you want to help us in a free way, leave us here review you on iTunes, because every new review helps new listeners find us and helps us to spread the Christmas cheer all year, every year. Um, also, tune in for the last installment of another Christmas story this week, which drops the 23rd. Julia, our very own elf, is bringing it to a close. Uh, and I could think of no one better to bring it to a close, Julia.
1: Nah, Rebecca Bowl would be except better.
2: Tom, except Tom, who who already brought, who did an ending chapter already, <laughs> and he um,
0: did the right one.
2: And he did the right one, despite tr- giving Anthony a heart attack today <laughs> when he was putting the chapter together. Um, but yeah, uh, it's the last chapter. It's the epilogue of the book. So give it a listen if you're waiting for it all to be up. Now's the perfect time to binge. Like Julia just started binging it. Yep. Um, so yeah, and thanks for tuning in all here long guys and girls. It meant a lot. So next week I'm excited because we have not one, but two very special guest stars coming on to talk HBO Max's Epic Christmas based on the book of the same name, Jerry D of Totally Our Christmas, and April Riley making her long overdue reappearance on the podcast. And the week after that, we are finally getting to a movie that Tom has been looking forward to (laughs) talking about for so, so long. We are covering A Boy Called Christmas, which I bet a lot of people are excited for because a lot of people have been posting about it on our Facebook group. So I'm excited to see what everyone thinks about that. I hope the next 144 hours go by slow down because I'm not ready for Christmas to be here yet.
1: I'm not either. I mean, we only have five more days until it's after Christmas. Not cool. No chimes.
0: That's less than one week, y'all. No
2: That's where has this year gone? Seriously.
0: I just I just felt like I wanted that. That made me feel like I was just trying to be included. <laughs> <laughs> Pity countdown number. <laughs> That's well, Zero weeks, y'all. <laughs>
2: Make sure to do your homework, guys. Make sure to have an extraordinarily Merry Christmas. You'll probably hear from us one more time, right? For our annual christmas Eve thing. But have a great Christmas. As always, it was fun counting down the year with you.
0: We will see you on a much less merry note.
2: Bye! are calling Santa, Santa? Come on, old Kris Pringle, down the Milky Way. Christmas chimes are calling Santa. We need you today. If you don't believe in Santa, Santa, think that he's
0: deceiving Santa, Santa. Think about a Christmas with no Christmas cheer. Christmas chimes are calling
2: Calling, Santa, Santa, every heart recalling, Santa, Santa. Come on, oh crisping go down the lucky way. Christmas chants are calling.